What's going on, everybody? So, I wanted to do this one. This is going to be a little bit more randomly bloggy based, blog based episode because something I've been thinking about, um, based on some recent things I've been watching and listening to. But I wanted to do this one because, and I want to do a follow up to it actually as well in a more structural way because it actually relates to something outside one of that I've been wanting to talk about for a while as well. Because I think one of the really big interesting things, in my opinion, uh, within politics, but not just politics, but within relationships and different things, is this problem of obligation. People thinking they are obligated something from somebody because they are in power or they are friends with this person or whatever it might be, right? Um, and this is this is a big problem because if you have this this understanding covertly, it's 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 not like it's overt. It's not like something where you go, I demand this from you. This is where this whole covert contract contract comes into play. When I, and I'll get into this because I've been really thinking about this. And it's like on one hand I I understand the point and the, the purpose behind it. But on the, on the other hand, it can get to the extreme levels, and it becomes a a sort of crutch, which you then you then rely on for survival. And it gets into this other question of: Should you be loving all the time? You know, this idea of Jesus is like you. Know, if the person hits you on one cheek, turn to tr- turn your other cheek or whatever it is, right? It's like why you know is that actually a good idea and and practice in theory? It's like yeah, no, it's not. And I'll get into that in another episode because it's really it's actually I think very damaging to relationships to have that attitude. Um, and it's honestly it's no one's fault. The problem with these covert contracts isn't that it's anybody's fault for having these contracts in the first place. It has more to do with what happens when you're not aware of your demands of other people. Or if you are aware of them, you're not aware of how the other person either doesn't know about these demands or whatever it is, right? Um, Implicit versus explicit understanding. So... I want to talk to you about obligation. Um, you know, many people are now gifted with this this ridiculous idea that you are obligated to another person or you are obligated something by the government or you are obligated something by being in charge or whatever it is. Um, you are not obligated anything from anybody else. If somebody decides... To do something for you, are you then obligated to do something for this person? Maybe, but if if you don't know that this is what they they want you to do, they want you to do something in return for this. You don't know. You can't really act accordingly, right? Um, and even if you do know, what if you what if you're dealing with something in that in the moment or whatever? You know, there's no law saying you must be selfless all, all the time, right? 
there are I think there should be limits that you should place upon yourself when it comes to how you act with people. You shouldn't just do, and this is something that I've that I've uh, noticed people do. It's it's a very hard thing for them to break. Um, but you shouldn't just do everything for everybody because it sounds good. It sounds Jesus-like and all these other things. It's it's not healthy. It's not helpful for you at all, and it's honestly getting you into a lot of problems. Um, so, you know, this is where, this is where the big problems come in because covert, covert contracts are kind of getting in the way of your, of your, of your relationship and are, you know, making you demand something of this person inwardly or outwardly or whatever, you know, because oftentimes what I've noticed too is that, so what is a covert contract before I get into all this? Because this is where it really gets into um, this this problem of obligation and how people can miscommunicate or not communicate at all because they don't or aren't able to uh, communicate because they think it's bad or whatever, right? So a covert contract, in, in simple, is a contract that you have implicitly given of this person and so to give an example of how this works let's say you do something for this person let's say you let them live in your house or whatever but in response you must do all the things they want you to do maybe you do the dishes you do the garbage you do things like this or maybe you you have to do all the things they tell you to do um, and they may not be aware that this is actually what they're doing, but this is what they're doing based on their behavior, based on their language with you, based on things like this. Uh. But they're not aware of it themselves because they are, uh, they're, they're not used to doing self-awareness practices like we do here. You know, I've, I've tried to be more self-aware and you know there are certain podcasts that do it more for me than others and so you, you become aware of this problem of, of covert contracts it when you become aware of it you start realizing wait a second you know when you're in a relationship it's basically about covert contracts and it's about m- most people have noticed it's, it's about con- covert contracts it's about like oh you I did this for you. You must do something for me. But you don't tell them out loud. You don't, you're not explicit with it. You're not clear in this way. Um, and so because of that, you become disappointed because you've heard or been taught this, this ridiculous idea that you must be always loving. You, you must not you know, protect yourself against other people in this way. <laughs> and there's this like... Uh, ridiculous idea that you must always be there for your other people but not for yourself and it's just you know it's not healthy for you it's not healthy for the other person because then it creates the judgments and the criticisms and the uh uh the breaking away of these people now honestly to be honest with you i've, I've come to this point where i've come to realize that 
there's only a certain amount of people that you can rely upon in your life. And whether that's family or whether that's a friend or whether that's just your immediate family, that's what it is. And honestly, even when it comes to those people, you are not obligated by them to help you and to get you on track in some way. Um, And so we must become aware within ourselves of these covert contracts because the more that we can realize them, the more that we can go, oh, wow, that doesn't actually make sense. You know, the more that we think about it logically and the more we go, okay, that that doesn't really make any sense. You know, that's sounded good in theory, but it just has a lot of problems attached to it, a lot of attachments, a lot of uh, situations where you're not really doing any good for this person or yourself by having this covert contract because that covert contract creates you know a lot of disagreements a lot of criticisms a lot of judgments whatever it might be now sometimes the best thing is in that situation is to leave that situation maybe that's the the eventual you know what what's eventually going to happen because of these covert contracts but you know we have Honestly, we've grown grown up so entitled in this this generation, the millennial generation, and above to a certain extent. But mostly it seems to be millennial generation that we demand things from the government. We see in this politics where it's like, oh, every we must have free college and we must have all these things free and all these things. You know, you are not obligated by anybody or by the government to give you things if they do, that's great, and if that's, you know, what's happening, that's wonderful, but it is not, you know, ob- something that you're obligated. It helps, it's useful, but it is not an obligation um, of the government. And this goes against, you know, this might go against your self-interest if you're getting money from the government in some way. It goes against you know, my self-interest, but it is something that I've become aware of. It's like you cannot expect everybody to give you things. So one of the interesting problems that I've noticed uh, with this with this idea that you must love everybody in this way is that it creates this mindset. Because if you're doing all these things, everybody else must also do all these things that you're doing for them or that you're if not doing for them in a, in a specific way, like, a, you know, giving them money or giving them a place to stay or whatever, then in a general, in a general way, like, you're getting something from them, even if it's not, even if it's only just, like, time or whatever, right? Um, so there's an interesting phenomenon I've dubbed the mirror effect, right? The mirror effect is basically what happens when the mirror effect is always in the play. The mirror effect is always happening. And the mirror effect is basically where you, you cannot uh, think or live without seeing things from your perspective. You cannot go beyond that for the most part. There are certain things you can do that kind of does that, but it is not perfect. It's not permanent. And it's not even, um, going to be in a very you know grand way often it's very it's often it's a very gradual process and even when you find out even when you start to do this 
you start to encompass that within yourself, that other perspective. And so that becomes part of the mirror effect of yourself. And so the simplest way to explain this is that your mind is a mirror, in a sense. Uh, your mind is mirroring itself outward. Like if you're... So to give an example of this, right? Let's say you have... You, you uh, see maybe 10 or 20 or 30 events throughout your day, right? Um, if you are generally focused on something, um, like if you are, if you believe in synchronicity or anything like this, you might think, oh, wow, it's interesting. I called, uh, I had this person in mind and they called me this very next second or whatever. But then they, but then you don't realize the other times where you didn't do this, you know, this kind, of, this kind of thing, right? That's where the mirror effect comes into place. Basically, what happens is that you're, because you are putting meaning and significance into something, that thing shows up more within your uh, current level of awareness than the thing that doesn't have as much significance or meaning, and so that creates a sort of uh, what is called Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, which is basically where you. Notice things that affirm your understanding, but don't notice things that don't do that. Um, this kind of thing. And so, <clears throat> I think the more that you are collective, you know, when when you're talking, when we're talking spiral dynamics, right? You have stage purple, blue, green, and turquoise. When you're more collectivist. I've noticed that the mirror effect plays a bigger role um, because oftentimes what I've noticed is that the the left-wing bias is actually stronger in some ways than the right-wing bias. Now, the right-wing bias is stronger, but it's stronger in a more individual basis. Like, there are certain areas where it's stronger because they're also collective in many cases, right? But because the libertarian-minded people aren't as collective or as... as collective at all, collectivistic, that is, they typically don't have this problem. They typically don't uh, have this problem that collectivists do where they attempt to only part of, part, uh, follow their party line, what their party is saying, or what you know, certain, certain people who follow your party are saying, whatever that is. And so because of that, they generally are a little bit better at, you know, noticing the inconsistencies and, and, and logical fallacies and things like this. And so, ironically, the, the, the best, the only thing to really do when it comes to mirror effect, it's not complete, it's not perfect, obviously, but it's actually to become a little bit more individualistic um, for obvious reasons. But, you know, We are not obligated to each other. We are not obligated. You are not obligated to listen to my podcast. I'm not obligated to listen to your podcast. It might be useful to listen to some of my episodes. But honestly, I've kind of this point where it's like, there are going to be certain things that pique your interest that I might talk about. And that's you know, perfectly fine. That means that you can ignore other things that don't pique your interest. Or I might see your podcast, and I might listen to episodes that pique my interest, but ignore others that don't. I am not obligated to listen to you. You are not obligated to listen to me. 
we are not obligated to each other. This is not how this works. Um, but because people live in this covert contract land where they uh, are attempting to demand and obligate things from other people, what ends up happening is that it ends up either backfiring on them or it ends up causing them bigger problems. And so, you might be sad that you're living in a situation that you are. You know, nobody is obligated to you to fix that situation. It might be nice if they do, and it would be wonderful if they do. But if they don't, it's it's not their problem. It's not their fault. Um, you know, personal responsibility is a demon of a phrase, and on the on the left circles anymore, it's 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 a really kind of a shame because it's one of the most practical, useful, and accurate phrases there is. If you don't have personal responsibility, you, you can't really do anything for yourself. And you can talk about, well, if you, ha if you don't believe in free will, why do you believe in personal responsibility, right? Well, it's a bit complicated, but basically it comes down to what happens when, you know, either you are, you have free will or you don't. Either way, you still are going to be doing what you're doing. That's why I'm not, I'm not, I don't really care about the discussion of free will versus not having free will for the most part. Unless it's going into the nuances of it. Maybe it helps me understand the brain better or whatever. Because although, honestly, at the end of the day, whether you do or don't, you still have to live your life the way you're living your life, whatever that is. And so, honestly, this discussion of free will versus not free will isn't really that important in a lot of ways. It, it, it might be philosophically important and might be kind of useful and interesting to talk about. But at the end of the day, when it comes to more practical matters, it, it's not really you know, going, it's not really you know, useful to think about it because you're still going to have to do what you're doing despite having free will or not. Um, and so free will, lack of free will does not equal lack of personal responsibility. Um, you know, we have to become aware of our covert contracts against everybody that we're with, um, concerning everybody that we are talking to, that we're listening to, that we are, you know, with as a family or a relationship or whatever it might be. Because these, these covert contracts are the basic killer of your happiness. They're making you judge other people. They're making you critical of other people. If you wanna if you wanna know the biggest reason why people are judgmental and critical is honestly this big one. Covert contracts. Because people are attached to something that somebody will not do because you didn't make it explicit. Like, oh you should do this or you better do that or whatever. Or if they did didn't do it do you think it's because they're being, you know, an asshole or whatever? Those those are two big ones typically have, typically have noticed. There are obviously other ones, and they're not like the entire spectrum of this, but that's typically the biggest. Ma um, assuming malice over incompetence or ignorance or perhaps even assuming malice over the fact that this person was going to do it but is going to wait until later right this kind of thing right 
And so these are the two biggest reasons why people judge each other. These are the two biggest reasons why people are critical of each other. Um, for the most part, you can go into why they're judgmental. Like, oh, I, this person is judgmental because I have a different point of view than he does or whatever. But really what it comes down to is these two big things. Uh, people should have my opinions or people shouldn't be, you know, people are assholes for having a, the, this opinion or this opinion when, they, when maybe they're not, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, this is where this gets complicated because covert contracts are something that you don't really, you don't really know, you don't really hear, really hear people talk about this, honestly. And honestly, I think it's something that needs to be brought up and needs to be something that you need to look up, look within yourself to see, am I engaged in a covert contract with somebody without realizing Am I doing something, am I judging this person, not because they didn't do this thing, but because they didn't do what I wanted them to do, because I expected them to do this, even though I didn't tell them to do it, or I didn't tell them explicitly, I expected you to do this every day, or every week, or whatever, right? Um, and you have to become aware of the fact that even if you do end up telling them, they're not obligated to do the thing that you tell them to do. Or you, you ask them to do. Because at the end of the day, one must protect himself. One must deal with himself. It's, it, it may be useful and wonderful to help another person, and that's, that's wonderful. But you cannot expect people to always help you and always do what you want them to do. Um, and that's honestly the big takeaway of this episode is that you cannot expect people to do what you want them to do. It may be nice. It might be nice for you and your self-interest, but that is not that doesn't mean that they must do what you want them to do. Um, you know, we have become so entitled as far as this generation is concerned that we demand things from the government that, honestly, the government can't really deliver um, without causing big problems. You know, people want to demand free college but you know the problem with that is that so my view on this is actually very interesting right because I have looked at this this uh, discussion of free college versus not free college and I've come to this point where I've realized that if you do end up doing this you have to get rid of these these uh, things that colleges do that don't really contribute to their overall educational level now they have all these different sports and all these different like pools and lazy rivers and things that that cost the college way more than the educational system itself. And so, if you want to have a free college, this is the solution. You have to get rid of all of those things that, or most of the things that are considered luxury, whatever that is. Um, and you have to. You'll get one of the other things too is that. 
oftentimes college is, you know, you oftentimes don't need six or eight years to actually get, gain a degree. You know, all you need is like the specifics of that degree, maybe some math and maybe some other things, but that's about it. And so you could split the six years down to probably two or three easily. And so before we get free college, that's really the best solution anyways. But that's not what we're, that was, that's not what we're doing. This is why we need to have these discussions. Um, you know, even if they do manage to do this, you know, they're not obligated to do this, even though they, you know, probably should. It, it would probably help them better as well. Keep them from spending so much money. Keep them from dealing with so many uh, debt problems of student of students that they're always dealing with and, and all this other stuff. But you know, that's it's that's why I'm so. You know, it's not that revolutionary of an idea to cut down the pointless classes. You know, like but when you start college. Like two years of the, of your first your first two years, you're not even learning anything about whatever your degree it is you're trying to get. You're just learning the same thing you already learned for the most part, um, and that's pointless. Honestly, that's just getting in the way of of what you're really learning. If if you're dealing with like an intuitive person, um, I want to do deeper episodes on this. But if you're dealing with a more intuitive person, this is not going to help this person really. They're going to be bored with two years that you're you're doing like remedial math and English and all this other stuff that you're doing. Um, and so, you know, if you want that, if you want free college, that's the solution. If you want college to be cheaper, that's the solution. That's always the solution. You must always get rid of the bloat of the system before forcing you know, governments or whatever to pay for this system's bloat itself. Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of revolutionary anymore. You don't really have conversations like this. It's like, but I don't want to fix the system. I just want to overhaul it. I just want to make it, make it work for me and my, my group and my interests. Um, but that's not going to really work for you very well. But, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's kind of a more bloggy uh, episode because it's something that I've been thinking about and and you know listening to episodes that go into this how you know certain people are doing things that you know, they shouldn't be doing or whatever. And so I wanted to do this because it's really something that we all need to become aware of within ourselves. We need to become aware of our own COBRA contracts with other people. And the COBRA contracts with ourselves, sometimes we have our own contracts that are kind of getting in the way of our own personal progress. So, anyways, hope you enjoyed this. We'll talk to you next episode.